What's good, what's good? You're now tuning into another episode of Best of Both Worlds. Apologize that I have music in the intro. Uh, lack of resources at the moment. I am not home. I'm not in my dorm. I am in Hendersonville, Maya's home. So uh, this episode is a special episode for me. I ran into someone down here that is official, um, authentic. Um, I recognize who this individual is. Real similar to some, some people I'm familiar with. So, uh... I'm going to go ahead and let you introduce yourself, man. Go ahead and see your name, where you from. Like Hove allowed me to reintroduce myself, my name. <laughs> I like Hove, man. It's my guy. Um, best of both worlds, I like that, too. I like the CD and everything. Um, anyway, my name is Dwight Kennedy, um, senior. I got a junior, man. Um, you know, I was born and raised in a small town called uh, Tryon, North Carolina. Probably like, mm, probably about 15, 20 minutes away from here. Um... You know, end up in Hendersonville with um, you know, my wife, her her family. My my family's up here too. You know what I'm saying? So I was up back and forth up here like my whole life. So, um I always been super familiar with the area or whatever, just from coming up, um, with my mom and everything. So, um yeah, man, but I'm I'm ready to get this thing rocking, man. So Yeah, that's what's up. So let's just talk a little bit about your background, like, you know how you grew up, what the household was like. Um, I grew up in the. You from the city, man? So it's, it's, it, I don't know if you ever heard of a hollow. But they call it, it's a hollow. Hollow. A it's hollow. like it's like you ever heard seen that movie Sleepy Hollow? No. You ever heard that? You ain't never heard that movie? Mm. Yo, you super city man. <laughs> um, but I'm a country boy. But we we it was we was like really isolated, um, away from everybody. But my mm. grandfather, man, um, you know he gave us everything we needed. Like he like he built us like a basketball court. Um, baseball, softball, I mean, you name it, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, we had it, so um, initially starting off, it wasn't, um, you know, we didn't, I, I didn't really come up wanting and needing everything. My grandfather was always like, he always had the latest stuff. We had like riding lawnmowers, VCRs, cable back when nobody had it or nothing. So he was like kind of living like the, the country Jeffersons or something. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, but then my mom, um, you know, uh, she had she asked she had me when she was fifteen, so she had me like when she was super young, mm-hmm. and my brother when she was sixteen. Then I had um, two more sisters after that. So by the time my mom was like almost maybe in her thirty, she had like four kids or something mm-hmm. super early. Um, but yeah, and she decided uh, you know she wanted to um, move away, get out the nest or whatever, and uh, that's how. Um, initially I ended up back and forth in Hendersonville because we would get on like the Greyhound bus. Mm. I'm talking about in the middle of like a school day, a week or something and we'd get to get on the Greyhound bus. Um, she'll bring us up here and it it's, used to be called a chicken shack but it's something else now. But we, we used to come up here and um, you know, and all my cousins and everything was up here and after that we just kind of um, this was was moving around. My mom didn't really settle anywhere um, or nothing like that. Um, don't let that alarm me. We live by airport, so you hear planes and helicopters going by and stuff. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and, you know, after that, um, you know, we just kind of, like, moved around spot to spot. And uh, my mom would stay with, like, different boyfriends and everything. I mean, because she was young. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, she had me when she was 15, like she was still in that partying uh, 
stage and everything. Right. And um, so once we got out of there, it's like, I ended up me being the oldest. I, I kind of started getting in a little trouble at first. Mm. Nothing major, but before we go into that, what was your relationship like with your pops? Um, I, I <laughs> oh, it's crazy. Um, cause my I did a podcast before, and that the guy never asked me about, so I didn't talk about my dad that much. Mm. Um, we didn't we didn't have a relationship, man. We didn't like it was, it was one of those things where he was abusive to my mom, mm. and I remember um times where he would you know he would hit on her, mm. and. I always remember this one particular time, like we was in, he, we we were staying with his mom, my grandma, and he had like beat my mom up kind of bad, and he just kind of threw her in the room, and you know, and I always remember thinking like, man, if I could do something to this guy, mm-hmm. you know, I would. Um, but then I, I didn't see him. I saw him, gosh, maybe when I was around like eighteen or something, right after I graduated high school or something, and I was kind of selling drugs at the time. He had asked me for some drugs, and I hit him in the head with a Michelob bottle. He didn't recognize you? Yeah, he knew me, mm. but it was just the fact that the only reason he was talking to me because he knew what I did. Right. And, uh, but, to ask for something, yeah. Yeah, but I can tell you a story later on about how after I got out of prison, like how I went to him and he didn't recognize me. We can get into that later, though. Mm. So, so, yeah, so... So you said like he he had built like you know had the little softball. I mean, the yeah, my grandfather, yeah, for like, sure. So man. at first he had Prince like Candy. good intentions, yeah. And then like what steered him left? Oh or my! Was it just his personality, or was it something he was dealing with that? Oh no, I think you're talking like my grandfather. That's what oh your yeah, grandfather. Okay, yeah, yeah, my dad wasn't ever around. Right, right, right. Um, during that time, mm-hmm. um, he wasn't around, and you know, like I said, that he was hitting on my mom. That's when like we kind of got away from that, and mm-hmm. um. But my grandfather, I mean, he was amazing, man. I mean, he, you know, that guy did. That's like, that was that was like my dad, mm-hmm. you know, because he essentially he was everything I wanted to um, be like when it came to like being a man or whatever. Right. But my dad, he he was never around like mm-hmm. um, while I was coming up. So how has that affected you or played a role in your, um, your parenthood? You know, uh, I tell. My kids all the time. I mean, I, I sucked at a lot of things in life, but being a dad ain't one of them. Because even when I was young, I always knew, like, when I come up, I'm, my kids will never feel this feeling that I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, to this day, I mean, my even my oldest kids will tell you that when they come home, I still kiss them on the forehead. I still love on them, hug on them, and stuff like that. So, and, you know, coming up in a time now where it's like, you know, Oh, don't kiss me up or don't do it. You know, but my kids just becoming more digital. Yeah, and and so you know, uh, but with my kids, it's like a it's like a normal thing now. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm, I you know, I just I just show them that that love and affection, man. You know, because that's I knew that was everything I wanted as a kid, and I didn't I didn't I never got it from my dad, like never, even to this day, like I don't get it from him. So um, it always. I don't say I don't know if it left a void, anything, but it just made me know like I didn't want to um, that I'm never gonna my kids never feel that feeling that I felt when I was when I was younger, and so, but yeah, me and him no he's around now like I I I me and him stay in touch a little bit now but mm. um, he's only like when he asks for stuff or something like that right right so let's go into that. That's okay. what we wanted to say. You know, you you ran into him after prison, and 
he didn't recognize you. Yeah. Because you approached him. Like, what made you approach him? Um, well, I got out of um, the backdrop. I mean, I did like nine years in prison, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and a little bit of backdrop to that is just like when I got out of high school, um, I had the opportunity to play um, D1 basketball. And, you know, I blew that, blew that, end up hanging out with some friends or whatever. Mm-hmm. And started selling drugs and everything. And I ended up getting myself hemmed up. Got like 30 years in prison. Um, they sent me sentenced me to thirty, but it's crazy because I had like twenty one indictments, and they was trying to give me ten years, baby, indictment. Mm-hmm. And so they was like, "Yo, you gonna get two hundred ten years?" And I was like, "What? Like I'm like nineteen years old, like and but they end up giving me like a plea bargain, gave me like thirty years or something like that, and I end up doing nine. And so, but when I got out, um, it was my mom. I went to you know go visit my mom and. And I, I just had a lot of um, aggression, and me and my wife was going through things at the time. And you know, my mom was like, you know, you need to um, go go see your daddy, cause I I said some real unfavorable thing, unfavorable um, things about him. And so she was like, you know, you know, you need to go see your dad. And I'm like, I don't wanna go see that nigga. Like, uh-uh, I don't wanna do that. And she was like, yeah, I think you need to you need to heal from that and everything. So I was like, whatever. So it was this guy. Um, he took me to where my dad was, and so we we got there, and so I knock on the door, and he opened the door, and he I never forget he had a hawkbill blade, a, a knife, and uh, he was like, "Nigga, who is you? Do I know you?" And I'm like, "Yo, I'm like your firstborn son." Like, you know, I ain't said all political like that. I mean, mm-hmm. I was mad at the time because when he said, I was mad at hurt yeah. because I'm like, here I am, your firstborn. He didn't recognize me or whatever. And so, um, you know, that took some time because me and him had some words back and forth um, before, you know, cooler heads prevailed or whatever. I mean, we kind of, you know, had a conversation, but I was still mad. Mm-hmm. I was just like, yo, this nigga don't know me. Like, we, we ain't, like, talking. We weren't really bobbing. And um, and there was a lot of questions I had for him. And to this day, I had for him. He, he, didn't, he never gave me an answer other than... Your mom moved and I didn't know where you at, which was some um, BS. But right. um, yeah, um, but that was that was that was probably one of the. I mean, I've been through some painful things. That's probably one of the most vivid hurts um, that I can remember with him. So, so you got <clears throat> two kids of your own. We're pulling up. Um, my. Our, our, Mentioned the, the court back there. I'm like, yeah, you ever came back here to shoot? And he was like, nah, nah, you know, you and your son, y'all work out. Yeah. And, you know, redesign the, the garage. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah, downstairs. Yeah, that's like the workout. Maya was supposed to come work out. She ain't never make it. Yeah. Um, but uh, he, uh, like, yeah, I that, got. That bond you created with your son. Right? Just yeah. talk a little bit about that. Like, Man, my, my oldest son, because I, um, I got five children all together. All right. But my first daughter, she's uh, 28, and my son's 27. And my oldest son, when I first had him, um, in, in my first kids, I always just felt like I never wanted to, like I said, have that boy with them. Mm-hmm. And um, But all my kids are like, I mean, I love them to death. Junior, the one we're talking about now, mm-hmm. like, yeah, like, that's my guy, man. Because, yeah. you know, I, unfortunately, I didn't get to see all my kids, like, born. But I seen Junior, like, from from the time he came out through mm-hmm. everything until now, 
And so my connect with him is different. Just because we connect on basketball and stuff, too. My oldest son, he was more like in the football. Mm-hmm. And um, so, I mean, we was always cool, but we, me and Junior just connect because on basketball and Junior, like, um, his thing was like, it, I don't want to say he wanted to be like me, but he wanted to do a lot of the things I did. Mm-hmm. And um, so to sit and have conversations with him and just the overall bond I got with him. How you see we a lot of that. yourself in him. Man, man, <laughs> man, you got some good questions. <laughs> um, I don't. Yeah, I, I, he he. Junior has a Junior is a little more. Um, he's a little more. He's he's softer than I am. Mm. He's he's. I'm a little more abrasive, and um, I got a soft. But Junior's real. Um, he'll give you his shirt off his back, man. Mm. I mean, he's just a real humble kid, and I wasn't like that when I was young. I was mm. like more a little more edgy and um and i think a lot of it came from not having a constant like i said my grandfather was in my life but um they can't substitute a dad yeah, like that a little figure dad. is essential right you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying and so junior has always had me around mm-hmm. and so a lot of things that he do just the joking yeah he definitely for sure got a lot of my attributes but he got his mom too that mm-hmm. gentle side to him is is his mom, but uh, just that you know that bond that, that we got. I mean, you know, it's just you know. I mean, it's been time where I done like done cry because of relationships I have with my children. Mm-hmm. Just like I might just have a moment where just thankful, right? Mm-hmm. Just because I've been it's so many situations that I put myself through, that I put my wife through, my family, where it could have not been this way. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, man, so crazy. Man. Yeah, and so it's just kind of like, man, had all of these things taken place and went in reverse, everything could have been so much different. Mm-hmm. But I was, I've been blessed enough, and God saw it fit to be like, yo, man, we we gonna, I'm gonna let you get this this right on this one or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so it, it was just like, a, um, you know, it's just. You know, I mean, I get emotional thinking about it now, man. It's just yeah. like just the relationship I got with him because I never had that. And, I can imagine you know. my uh, my dad, our relationship is like exactly the same. Like, I say I'm a lot more soft than he is because of my mom. Yeah. Um, I get a lot of like people say like I'm real like I don't know. I like to give back to people. I mean, right. I like to help people yeah, as much yeah. as possible. Respectful and kind to everybody, but that's like more for my mom. Like my dad. He wanted me to be respectful, but he didn't teach me, like, yo, like, be kind to people. He was just, like, be respectful to people. My mom yeah. was on some, like, like love everybody. Yeah. Like, love, 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 like, first. Yeah. My dad was just real stern, real firm. Yeah, my mom, like I said, she was she was younger when she had me and everything. But, like, when my mom got saved and everything, it was, like, because my mom, like, you know, she's, she partied and, um, uh, I mean, she dated a lot of different men and stuff like that. So I grew up seeing a lot of things that um, probably a regular kid shouldn't see. And it ended up affecting how I dealt with women and how I dealt with relationships. It's exactly the same for my dad. And, it's yeah. the same thing. Yeah. yeah. And so you start thinking certain things are normal. Like, okay, yeah, you can have one woman, but you can date like five or six, but you take care of the man. So, you know, I kind of grew up around that. But my mom, like when she got saved, um, I just saw her change instantaneously. But I wasn't in a place in my life where I was recognizing God like that. I was just kind of like, eh, you know, whatever. And she would always tell me, like, you know, son, you, you're going to end up 
you know, being great. She used to tell me that all the time. She like, you got something on you. And I'm like, man, whatever, man, you know, I want to hear that. And so the night that she got killed, um, she was coming from Bible study. And she got killed coming from Bible study. Got hit by um, my aunt was driving, but they got T-boned. And uh, but they was you know just hearing the story about how she was pinned up against the car and you know and she saying thank you Jesus thank you Lord and I'm like what like like in that moment like cause I'm mad like and so when we get to the hospital and they kind of tell me everything and the doctor was like you know you know your mom passed and everything it was like I was I was madder than ever mm-hmm. like I was just like yo man God done like it ain't no coming back from this. And uh, so I just kind of, you know, went through, after she died, it was like, man, it was like two years of my life. I, it, was, it was a blur I don't remember mm-hmm. because I was doing so much stupid stuff. And, um, you know, my wife, man, she made her separated. I ended up moving out and, um, you know, doing stupid. And, I, and, I, and even in the moment thinking about it now, I wasn't thinking about how all of this could affect everything and just my kids and everything. It was just about me. And about me being, you know, angry and upset and everything. But me and her kind of end up getting back together. And everything still wasn't right then because I was still... She was on, on her way in of establishing a relationship with God. She had started going to church and, you know, and, you know, shout out to my church, Speak Life Community Church, by the way, Pastor Eric and Miss Katie. Uh, but she started going to them, man. Oh, yeah, Maya sitting up in here. Shout out to Maya Gage. Uh... But, you know, she started going to that church and, you know, and it that even enraged me more because I'm like, I, and I tell my kids, like, yo, you don't got to go to church if you don't want to. If you don't want to go, don't go. And, um, but, you know, I end up, you know, and I'm I'm really compressing the story, but I, I went to a youth service because they, they had a um, youth service and my, my daughter was just like, daddy, you going to come? And I was like, yeah, you know, and I went. And something felt different. I don't know what, but something felt different. And I think a lot of it was the environment because I'm like, you know, you're looking around and people really wearing stuff like regular stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, I came up in a church where you, yeah, you know, yeah, your best, Houston's yeah, best. Every, yeah. every Sunday, uh-huh. man. And then I'm in church like all day Sunday. We would have to get up in the morning and then, mm-hmm. but this church just had like a, a different vibe and a different feel to it. And I think that's when, um, I feel like that's when God started working with me. Like, it just took something subtle to see something like that. And then I, I, I would go a little more, and uh, next thing you know, I was like, I was in there, but I still I, I wasn't believing what was getting preached to me. Because after you hear so many stories so many times, like, okay, I done heard these stories like a million times. Mm-hmm. And at some point in time, you know, things started started resonating. And I was like, man, this is... Right, and so um, you know, I ended up getting baptized again because I was I was a kid when I got baptized before, and um, you know, and even now it's like I I struggle, and I think man, you touched on this when we talked to church um, Sunday, man. I struggle with a lot about forgiving myself for things still, you know, and then struggling and um, dealing with with forgiving myself. I still struggle in my my steady belief in God. Mm-hmm. And so it's like a it's like a weird like dynamic thing, and then to be a youth director at my church, and but I try to be just as authentic as I can, because I want the kids to feel 
Like y'all can be authentic with who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, it's okay to to have questions, but you know, continue to 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 strive for that. Believe and don't make excuses, and just be like, uh, well, my friends don't believe, so I don't believe. Right. You know, my friends don't think it's cool, so you know, it, it ain't cool. Just letting them embrace, you know, who they are and everything, man. So it's crazy. Yeah, I uh, I preach that a lot. I get that from my my pops, like, um. Your network is your net worth. That's one thing he taught me when I was young. Just be wise when you surround yourself with. Um, and like, like you and your junior. Me and my dad, we got a lot in common. Like, I'm the oldest. I'm his first child. Um, me only got two. It's me and right. my sister. Um, and I don't know. Like, we just had a lot of time in between. My, me and my sister six years apart. Mm. So, for like those six years, it was me and my mom. But like, it's like I have weeks or days where I'd be with just my mom. I wouldn't see my dad to become home. I'd be just my dad, you know, because they, right. they was in school and all that, trying to figure that out. So, like, days I'm just with one person with the other, and then we get home in the day, and that's it. Or I'd be, like, at my grandma's house, it's on the third, but, like, when they split, um, I say my mom originally, and up until, like, eighth grade, I, I, I took the, the choice myself. I'm like, yo, I want to move with my dad. Right. Um, His house was a little more structured. Like, his room, like, it's real strict. Cause uh, he didn't want us to go back to the environment where they come from, um, and how we started off. So he like, yo, like, you gotta do this that, and the third. We at my house. You gotta, mm. you can't wake up too late. You yeah. can't sleep too long. You yeah, can't. That's structure and discipline, man. And like, I was, I uh, was going to a private school for uh, football, um, and I'm like, yo, I'm gonna struggle in the school if I'm not at the house. Cause my mom's house, she was married to somebody else, and he th- had three of his own kids. So essentially, mm. it was five of us and then my mom just had my little brother Jake so now it's six kids now so there's a lot of noise a lot going on so I'm like yeah I'm gonna have to I have to get out of here and my mom she took it hard she still to this day is hard for her but yeah. it was the best choice for myself so yeah like good majority of my life has been like me and my dad like right here like, yeah and you cool. know it's something special about um, you know even my oldest son like like it, this dude calling check them like we talk like literally almost every day mm. and that's that's a rarity mm. like you know man that dude talk like every day man and but just to see the when we all three around each other it's like you know and even when you're out in public you know people people see it number one because you like a like black men mm-hmm. and you see us laughing and joking and mm. you know you see that 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 genuineness the um the just it's, it's not fake Mm-hmm. You know, you can't just 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 up and manufacture that overnight. It's just like how we are with each other. But even with my son just coming up in that, um, I feel like it things that even maybe Junior don't want to come and talk to. Him. He can talk to Juan, and I trust that Juan gonna give him that same advice because mm-hmm. he cut from the same cloth I'm I came from. Even better, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying. Um, so I was able to give my kids like life lessons that I didn't have mm-hmm. when I came up because everything that I, I was taught was like a little distorted. Everything I was taught about relationships, everything I was taught yeah. about women, mm-hmm. it, everything was so distorted. And so now I'm able to give it to them from a loving space and place. Mm-hmm. And so now, like, you know, their, their relationship with their girlfriends and, you know, and stuff like is it's different. Mm-hmm. Because they got taught different, 
Yeah. So my dad, like a lot, actually both of my parents, they don't really know half of the stuff I was getting into. Yeah. Like, and it's and some people like they find it kind of strange. Like I had both parents in my life, and essentially I had four parents because both of them got married after they split. Yeah. So I had four parents, and still was outside doing Lord knows what. Um, for me, like. I didn't really, I, I didn't have a phone until like later on. So with me, it was like I had to be outside. I was hooping, playing football, so I'm always outside. So my thing was like, I'm just trying to go outside and be active, really. So it started like that. And it was like, I always had to, my parents were young. They were still dealing with school and still mm-hmm. like, so I was always like being babysat by my aunt. And my aunt was a single mother. So what her kids was doing, I'm doing what they doing. I'm oh, with yeah. them. So we, yeah. we always outside. And then if I'm at my grandma's house, I'm like, yo, grandma. Let me go outside. All right, you better be where I can see you, but she ain't watching. Yeah. So I'm just going. And, like, I don't know. I kind of was, like, more rebellious. And, like, back then I had, like, a high. I was, like, heavy, crazy temper. So I'm like, right. I, I, I felt, I don't know why, but I felt like nobody could beat me. Yeah. I was young. I was little, but I just felt like that's with, that's if I had heart. Yeah, I'm like, if I got, as long as I got heart, nobody could beat me. So I'm like, I'm going to do whatever I do and deal with the consequences. I'm just yeah. not going to tell nobody. As long as they don't find out, I'm good. So, um, I was just like, I don't know, like, where all the good spots to hoop at, where all the good spots to play football and to really that's do, like, things that was fun, that's where all the nonsense yeah. was going on. So, I couldn't avoid it. I could have avoided it if I was to listen and be obedient, but I'm like, nah, you're not going to stop me from having fun. Yeah. And me, I was just so thirsty to just go outside. So, like, a lot of things I experienced and learned from life was just from me trying to test the waters and be rebellious. Um, so like a lot, I, I did a lot of wild, wild, wild stuff that I never tell my parents. I'm taking that to the grave with me. Yeah. I don't, I don't even tell my half of the stories, but. It's I'm crazy, like, man, because I'm listening to you and it, it's, it's, it's so, um, deja vu-ish, man. Because yeah. I went through like the same thing. Like, like when my mom now found out, when my mom knew I was selling drugs, when she found out certain things mm-hmm. after that, and my grandfather found out certain things after that, it was like. You know, wow, but, you know, the one thing I have done, my kids know a lot of the stuff I did. Mm-hmm. Because I don't I didn't, I didn't want them to be, because um, at some point in time when they get older, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to, I mean, Google out here now. You're going to know mm-hmm. I was locked up. So they, they've known early right. um, about me being locked up, but they know the backdrop behind it. They know the stories behind it. Um, and I had to let them know, like, man, I was, I haven't always been dad i haven't always been you know <laughs> i ain't always been yeah I mean, that's why i be like man i wasn't posted like man i man i so it was i used to smoke right yeah i used to smoke a lot um i think i started the summer after the freshman year so like i was getting busy like before uh summer league games right. like yeah. getting crazy but like i'm like bro that's only so long before i start trying to make money off this because yeah you right think about it right we at least smoking a dime. If we smoke it three times a day, that's thirty dollars. Plus the blunts. Yeah. Uh, thirty four, thirty six. Yeah, he's starting. He's starting. The and then we gotta get snacks, cause you know we gonna have the munchies. Yeah. That's more money. So essentially, we doing what five times, five times three fifteen. Like that, it's gonna keep adding up. Then the weekends we go even crazy on the right. weekends, cause yeah. it's the weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that more money. So I'm yeah. gonna keep going. My parents like, yo, let me get this, let me get that. Either they gonna figure out what I'm doing. Or they gonna stop giving me money and that's just gonna cut off. So I'm like, bro, I'm not gonna keep doing this. So then I just stopped paying for it. So then I start scamming. So then I'm like, yo, like, y'all cop, I get the next one. They, yeah. But they go ahead and get it. I'm like, yo, I'll roll. I'm pocketing some of that. 
By the end of the week, I'm like, yo, I'll get the next one, I'll get the next one, i get the next one. They ain't catching on. Or I'll smoke with somebody else or smoke with some females. Like, yo, I'll give you some dick for the week. Yeah. So now we doing that. Bong, bong, bong. I'm just putting, I'm tucking some aside, tucking some aside. I done got me a whole bag, now I'm selling it. And I ain't never tell my parents that. I'm like, nah, I'm not doing that because, you know, I don't bring that in my house. Don't yeah, that. Right, I'm like, right, bro, right. it's only going to be so long before I'm... I'm just out here spending your money once, so now I gotta depend on you. I hate depending yeah. on people. I hate doing that. And the money is just and then, addicting at the drug too, yo. Exactly. And I'm like, bro, I'm just getting high. I'm sitting here. What we doing? Like, it'll be times, too many times. We got sessions. Uh, we done. We just cooling. I'm looking at everybody in the room, like, bro, that niggas look stupid. What are we doing? What's the point? Yeah. We just sitting. Here. What's the? We could be doing so much right now. Like, we kids. Yeah, we could be out here hooping, playing, but it's a lot of money out there we could get too. Right. And then that's when it all started, and then I felt, I felt like I was doing the wrong things. So I started coming to my dad a lot more, being more open with him. It's like, yo, like... How you receive that? He was, was he, like, disappointed. I didn't tell him I was selling. I told him I was smoking. And I told him I was smoking a lot to, like, cover up, like... Because I would come in the house with, like, bags, right. like... And I'm just like, yo, I just smoke a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm done smoking, I'm going to get rid of it, and then that'd be the end of that. So then that's... That's, we kind of dealt with it like that. Like, I'm smoking a lot. It's just like a brief conversation. Um, but really, I'm just like, yo, my dad is doing all these things. He come from, he come from, like, having to do that from necessity. Yeah. My thing was, I'm doing the wrong thing. I feel like we should be doing something different. I, don't, I, I had a choice. He didn't. So he was doing, like, a lot. A lot more than what yeah. I was. That was just borderline. So <coughs> with him, I'm like... I have a model somebody I could follow in my household. Somebody who made it out and turned that mm-hmm. business into legal business. Let me go into his wing and learn from him. I got somebody in my house that I don't have to go out in school. I don't have to go pay for none of, no tutor, no pay for all this like extra classes and all that. Right. I got somebody in my house who could teach me. So then I'm like, let me just start like chilling out, listening to what he got to say, pick his brain every opportunity I get. And like with me, with, with him, like when we even when we have simple conversations, like, oh, how your day been? Uh, uh, we just chop it up. That one conversation turned into like a two hour, three hour lecture. Yeah. So yeah. I'm already, that's mad knowledge. I'm getting bong, bong, yeah. bong, 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 bong. So I'm like, let me eat that up. I don't really forget what he teaches me. Yeah. And, and, that, and that's the, that's what I'm saying. That's just like the beauty of having a, a, that male figure in your life. Cause I'm like me and my son, my oldest son, we like that. We can get around and we, it's like be some like, the playfulness and then he, I could tell he started trying to he he want to get something out like you know he want to get some information and you know just me you know going through some things I went through I, I'm able to have a conversation with him and you know the same thing with Junior me and him might be riding to go get haircuts or just hanging out and we'll we start having those conversations and then watching I mean they, they they've been able to do things that I wasn't able to do like watching Junior play basketball like I was good. Junior probably could have smashed me my senior year in high school, mm. cause you know. But I didn't have the same. He's. I didn't get the same information that he has, and you know, my oldest son just watching how he manages his money, mm. watching how he works, and a lot of this stuff just came from conversations with me and him. A lot of the mistakes that I made that I was able to, you know, to go through the the way he was able to, um, you know, just just see it and, and and listen and everything and, and, and get something from it. And that's why I say, man, like God just put just just the the way the time and the way things work out. And I 
and even with my my struggles a lot of times it's like I am always certain that God is working with me even when I feel like I'm not working with him mm. you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so it's just kind of like and and I, and I just constantly push myself to to stand on that faith Eric was talking about that Saturday uh, Sunday yeah, like you know, coincidence. I think not. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. Saying, yeah like, I watched it. I didn't get that. I wasn't up there, but yeah, was I was like, watching the Sunday. Man, like the coincidence is basically like that's what God is there, but not present. Like you know what I mean? Like, right. like I, I forgot how he said it, but yeah, like, coincidence. Yeah. I think not. Yeah, he like, got away with words. Man. Yeah, yeah. He got. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He said that. I hit different. But yeah, man. I mean, it's just those. I mean, even like you know, talking to you a little bit at the church, man. It's just like. You you see me? I saw something. I'm like, okay, this dude like different, like cool. Like you, you wasn't really trying to be something you weren't. Mm. And a lot of times, you can tell when somebody is being authentic to who they are. Mm. And then when sometimes when somebody just being like, yes sir, no sir, mm. you know, trying to trying to put up that front. Right. And I always say the thing with that, even when my daughters dated and they would you know bring home a boy, you know. I'm, I tell like be who you are because adventure is gonna come out anyway. Mm-hmm. You can't right. suppress who you are. Mm-hmm. You know you can sit in front and you know, but eventually all of that stuff is 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 gonna come out. You can't hide who you are, and so I encourage my kids to be who they are, be comfortable with who they are. I encourage the youth that I teach be comfortable with who you are. Don't feel like you have to be who your parents are. Mm-hmm. Because you're not, mm-hmm. you know. I tell my kids, don't <laughs> don't crazy. pretend to be who I am because mm-hmm. you are not me. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, you came from me, but your whole life and experiences that's molding you are not the same thing that molded me. So it's gonna be different, mm-hmm. and so that's why I try to tell my kids, and that's what I, you know, I, I hope I get out, you know, to the youth because I worry about sometimes too with me being a youth director, and you know how I am. I'm like. Man, how do I how? Cause if you come to a basketball game, and Maya done seen me at basketball games and her soccer games, I'm I'm loud. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, you know, I'm I'm, and I always worry about in the back of my mind. I'm like, are people looking at me like this guy can't be? You know, he don't believe in God, man. This, this dude, that <laughs> you know. But yeah. but the thing is, I have I've got to the point now. Like, man, this is me. When mm-hmm. these kids see me, when them kids come up after a game and they hug me and they see, hopefully. That's what they looking into. Like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, he cheers hard and he does that. But I stay respectful. Right. You know, but it's like knowing... And, but I hope what the kids see is like, man, I can be me and be okay. Mm-hmm. I don't have Happy to... be yourself. Right. I don't have to, to share to who I am to make other people comfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so, I, I think... Well, so, first off, with my, my major... Uh, business management focus on entrepreneurship, right? Mm-hmm. So with that, I like that, like, man. Gonna be a boss. Yeah, like what? So so with that, it's not the same major as having a medical major. It's like yeah. the most important thing I learned in college is gonna be determine like the terms for each organ and all this stuff to like how to work all this and yeah, like that's that's not important. The most important thing I learned in college, I think, is probably the most important thing I've learned that I will learn in the four years I be here. Is I'm not doing this for nobody else. Like. Yeah. I didn't realize how significant and important I was until last semester when I'm like, who's taking those exams? Who's studying for these exams? Who's doing this homework? Mm-hmm. Who's here? Who's trying to figure out how to, how to pay this tuition? Who's doing all these things for me? It's me. 
my parents, my uncles, aunts, nobody can live for me. Nobody can do anything for right. me. It has to be me doing it for me because nobody can nobody can root for me more than myself. Nobody knows me better than myself. Nobody can work for me more than I can work for myself. You gotta be your biggest fan, man. Exactly. And like, man, once I realized that, like, I don't know, my mindset just been a lot different. A lot different, like, I really, I can do anything I want to do. Yeah. Anybody can do anything they want to do. They just got to believe in themselves. Right. And that's where it started. It started with that belief in yourself, man. And, you know, I mean, I know we was talking earlier just about Maya and just how, you know, you probably, you, you've seen how big Gash's mm-hmm. name is. That's yeah. my name in my city. Yeah. Oh, really? The Brock last name. Yeah. Because, like, my dad, so my dad wow. was, like, he was heavy. He was heavy. Yeah. So he had that lifestyle, that world before. And then after that, to come back and people still be following him and see what he's doing. And, like, he started doing, like, this little anti-poverty initiative thing. Yeah. Um, where, like, they're trying to reverse the uh, the percentage of poverty in my, in my city. Because mm-hmm. it's bad. So with that, like, his name, like, he be in the news on, say, day, newspaper, like, videos up yeah. on TV all the time. Like, because he's trying to help the community. So with that, every time somebody see my name, Brock, Brock. Oh, you know uh, Dr. Brock, Dr. Brock, son, Dr. I'm like, bro. Yeah, and, and I ain't never been outside of Rochester for longer than a right. week until I came to college. So like now, seeing this much more than Rochester is much more than just New York State. I'm like, I could make a name for myself. I could right. do things instead for of myself. living off your dad's name or mm-hmm. something. And that's why I was just kind of alluding to man, just like mm-hmm. coming around here seeing the gas and the way you were, and now y'all have to go out and plant our flag and, mm-hmm. and be, you know, who y'all are right. without, you know, without the help or or the weight of carrying that and like, okay, how do you, how do you, uh, how do you, how do you, I, I mean, I, maybe it's a question for you, mm. but how do you pull away from that? How do you pull away from saying, okay, well, I have just taken away the weight of that, uh, of that name, that namesake. You know what I'm how saying? How do I say that again? Like, how do you, how do you pull away from it to say, okay, I have to establish my, my own last name. Like, you know, your name is your name. Like, Brock, that's your dad. But how does it, how do you, now that you're on your own, mm. and it may not be as, as big as pop, how do you go about, like, okay, recycling and starting it over? So I, I learned, so like, like I said, when I realized I'm doing this for myself, I mentally separated our paths. What, mm. what the main thing was, everybody, oh, you got big shoes to fill. Dude, you smart, you know what? that? Dang, cause I'm just saying, man. Appreciate you articulate. Yeah. So pe- everybody, Mike, like, you gotta win, Mike. <laughs> one like, time, one time. Everybody was <laughs> like, "Yo, like you got big shoes to fill." I'm like, "Stop telling me that." You know what I mean? Like, I I literally tell people like, "Yo, right." For cause I I like to be addressed the same way I would address you, cause I think that I'm I'm youth as well. You know what I mean? I'm young, mm-hmm. but like. I like to address youth a certain way too because I want them to be encouraged. So when you tell st- tell me stuff like that, it's like you have to think about the, the mentality behind that. So you're telling me I got big shoes to fill. You're you telling me I have to do the same thing my father did, mm-hmm. which means you looking at mm-hmm. me as the same person as him. We're not the same people. Mm-hmm. We have two different backgrounds, have two different realities, two two completely different things. Came up in two different times. Like It's, it's, it's different. So let me not think about it like that. Let me think about it like this. My dad did what he did, and he's doing what he's doing. It's my turn to start doing what I have to do. So first, before I even do that, I have to ask myself, what is my purpose? Yeah. If I don't know my purpose, I ask God. I pray, God, can you let me know? Can you send me signs, et cetera, et cetera, let me know. Everything I've endured in life and everything I've been doing over through this time, it's like, it's starting to add up. Let me put the pieces together. 
I started a mentoring program in my school senior year. Um, that's still going now. Wow. I mentor kids from my city now. I started a podcast. I'm doing all these things. I'm good. Well, articulate myself. I'm good with controlling crowds. People listen to me speak. Right. Let me put two and two together. I found my path. It may be similar to my dad, so people still may get it mixed up. Mm. But I have something I'm chasing. I have goals I want to reach, things that I want to do for me. So that I set the legacy for myself. And I don't want to be home doing it. I want to give back to my community. Yeah, I'm going yeah. to put work in my city, but I'm going to. He already started that. He planted the seed. So Rochester is already moving. I just got to come yeah. add some extra push to it. Now I can set up like shop that, Charlotte. Man. I can set up shop Greensboro. I can set up shop Hendersonville if I have to. Anywhere. Anywhere I touch, I want to have an effect. Man, I, you know when I was locked up, man. Um, when I was locked up, I always knew. I, I was the only one that didn't belong. It was 12 of us that got locked up. Mm-hmm. I was the only one that never had any prize or anything. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember my... Um, my English teacher, she came to see me, Miss Murphy, man. Mm. And I remember she came and seen me, and I'm, she was the only one they they let me like they brought me out to see her because we was in the county jail at the time. And I remember she just was she just jumped up and she hugged me. She was crying and and she was like, Dwight, I just not you, mm-hmm. you know. I used to love that book, The Killer Mockingbird. You know, she she brought me these books and everything. But I remember the heaviness of realizing. Man, I let more people down than myself. Mm-hmm. But I also remember thinking, if I if I do come out of this, I do something different. I don't know how. I don't know how I was gonna do nothing different. But, um, but I do always tell people like if they would have let me out the first three years I was in prison, I'd have got out done the same thing. Mm-hmm. Cause I hadn't changed my mindset. I still was thinking like, mm-hmm. how can I be a better criminal? How can I get away where well, I won't do this next time? <laughs> but. <laughs> After, after after I got out of that mindset and started thinking like, man, I really got to get out of here and do right by my kids. And, you know, I don't want my son and my daughter to, to go through these things or whatever. But I, I ended up getting an honor grade program. And part of it was like they saw fit for me to go out and be able to talk to the youth. And, man, they, they started letting us go out. And it was me and this other guy, Clint. Uh, they started letting us go out talking to kids. And initially, I was just doing it like, yo, it's going to take some time off my sentence. You know, I'm going to get out. You know, I'll be able to be my... But then I started... They, it was it was I was at... Um, Ma, you remember Balfour over here? Mm-hmm. I had to go to Balfour. This school, they done tore it down now. But it was for kids that they were saying, I guess they were getting in trouble, and they sent me over there to talk and everything. But I remember after that, they were having a Q&A, a Q&A after that. And these kids were just asking me questions. And at, at that time, I was like, oh, wow. Like, something clicked. Mm-hmm. And these people listen. Like, like, my story means something. Because right. after a while, your story is just your story because nobody else knew it. Then mm-hmm. when you start talking, it starts becoming a piece of somebody else's story. Like, man, I went through that. Mm-hmm. Oh, they came through it this way. Maybe it's give me a different way to, 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 like, come out of it and stuff like that. And so when I started believing that and engaged I'm like man I could do that and even when I got out I did it a couple of times I went up to the um to the uh, uh it was some youth thing they was having what a detention thing and they had me up there and I miss it to this day but um I do get to, like I said I do get to teach the youth at um at my church but it's not the same as because we don't get on there and do a lot of bible scriptures and because I'm, I'm not gonna lie I'm not like proficient in quoting and stuff. I know the stories, but it's more importantly like how do I show through how I live, how I can translate to them. Mm-hmm. 
And so to watch them, you know, it's like, and, and just be who they are. I mean, that that's what's important to me. Mm-hmm. And understanding my voice meant something, you know, and hopefully that when I gave them something, you know, they was able to take something with them. Right. And, uh, cause I always thought I was pretty good about, I'll I tell you what I used to be good at. <laughs> Bullshitting people. <laughs> I mean, I, I was always good. Excuse my friends. But I was always, I was always good at that. And, mm-hmm. but the thing when I used to be as people, I was like, man, I, you know, I felt like I could, I, I could sell water to a well, man. I just mm-hmm. felt like that. And I remember I was out to, I went to um, Pops and Beer, and I was her dad, I was Mr. Gash. And I'm just like, I'm I'm trying to shoot him some like, just just something like some BS to make him feel like you know I'm I'm I don't change and I'm some. And I remember I was saying I can't even remember what I said, but I was he was eating, and I said something. And he just stopped what he was doing, and he just looked at me, and he felt like I felt like he was looking through me, mm. like he knew I just lied to him. Mm. And I remember thinking after that, man, like, you know, man, I need to stop trying to trying to pretend to be something I'm not. Mm. If a pastor, anybody can't accept me for who I am, then I just don't need to be in that. Mm. So I just started like, man, I'm, I'm just going to be me. Mm. You know, yeah, I might talk different, walk different. I'm not always politically correct. Mm-hmm. I don't always, you know, I, <laughs> right. I don't, I, th- that ain't my lane. That's somebody else's. Right. So how do I use what God has given me and who I am just to be who I am mm-hmm. and to, and to be able to have conversations with with you know youngsters like you and stuff like that man no disrespect um but you know what I'm saying when we when when like I said when I met you it was like the conversation felt different mm-hmm. the conversation was like I'm like man I feel like I know this know this mm-hmm. kid man like yeah. you know you know what I'm saying yeah definitely I felt and, that too uh, so it was <laughs> I just, told my, as soon as I left I'm like yo bro be cool like, I, I, I recognize <laughs> see Mike like, I tell you that all the time yeah. I tell you I'm cool yeah. I tell Mike and them that yeah. but yeah I mean and, and, and I told my wife it was crazy because I told my wife we got in the car and I'm like man it's, it's something with that kid man yeah. I, I feel like I either know him or or something, man, because the vibe was just, you know, because I'm not going to pretend to be something I'm not, right. you know, um, and I don't always get it right. My past is is, is teetered and tattered and mm-hmm. everything like that, but, you know, nonetheless, it's, it's my it's my past. In my opinion, that built character, like, yeah, I, like so, like, in my journey, <clears throat> like, it started off inner city, and then, like, mm-hmm. My parents split. My dad was like still like on the east side, so yeah, but he was on the border though. And my city's so crazy, bro. Like literally, it one block. You don't want to be on that block at the right time. You don't. It, the daylight, something will pop off, and literally right across the street, it's kind of like semi burbs. Like it ain't the burbs yet, but like these are the black people that just be quiet, just stay to themselves. Mm-hmm. Few white people here and there, but for the most part, it's just quiet over here. So, like, it was that, and then my mom was still, like, smudging in the city. So, I'm, like, going back and forth there. Then my dad moved to the burbs, like, far out, where there's no black people. So, then, like, it switched. We was, like, the only ones. And my mom moved just, like, the burbs, too. So, like, seeing that transition and being in those different environments, like, when I came out to the burbs, and I was, like, it's, it's one of the burbs I'm in is called Greece, right? It's, it's like, watch this, it's big. It's, like, yeah. different spots around. So, Greece, I'm in Greece, and I got a cousin that lived out there his whole life. Um, been playing football, like a star football athlete. So I'd be like going back and forth to his house too sometimes. 
and some of his friends, I realized like, yo, these dudes is cornballs. Like, I just had, I just had like, I just call people that all the time. Like, <laughs> I I just had that like, I don't know. I had that feeling about Greece. I had that stigma on Greece and as a whole, not even knowing everybody. I'm like, yo, these dudes is cornballs. But like, the thing is just like, these kids wanted to be something they wasn't. Yeah. They they they. Because they were black and the white people out there didn't really know much about us, they was like, oh, I'm black, I'm from the city. But I'm from the city, I think I got to act this way because yeah. they think everybody from the city the right. same. It's like, as the same, it ain't really, that's not how it worked. Um, how, how we got here? What, what was it? What, what I was, was something I was trying to tie into. What was talking about um, just me being, just being authentically. Right, right, right. Yeah. Right. Um, um, yeah, we, we were saying we recognize each other. So, yeah. like, being in that environment, like, seeing how these people, like, ah, literally, like, Kids see me like, oh, somebody black. You already from the city? Ah, like I could, I could hear these things as people like starting to approach me. So they walk mm-hmm. up. Hey, yo, what's good, bro? Ah, I'm talking. I'm like, bro. Man, they still hear me. Like, where, where you grew up at? Man? Where you from? Oh, nah, nah. See, I, I came. I'm from out here, but like, uh, all right, bro. I see you, bro. Like, yeah. I'm on to the next, and I go and it happened again. I'm at lunch. I'm eating Dolly. Like with me, like. When I first went to that school, I didn't want to talk to nobody. Because I'm like, none of these people is authentic. I don't want to build that bond with Right. Them. So, I'm just at a table alone. Kids coming up. Yo, bro, I heard you from the city. Like, yo, what is it like? Da-da. And I tell them, like, yeah, like, I mean, it's it's cool. Like, yeah. so you got you to know where to move. Certain parts is bad. Certain parts is good. You got to know how to move. All right, bet. And then they'll go try to, like... Go with their friends. Oh, yo, so I'll be over it. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. These dudes. Cornballs, all of them. So, like, that was an adjustment. But, like, yo, I realized, I'm like, what sets me apart from these people is I'm comfortable in my own skin. Oh, man. Yeah. And I'm like, I got to take that. Like, to be my best self, I have to be myself. Man, it's crazy because I ain't always been comfortable in my own skin. Like because we didn't. But not in a sense you was though. You have to be. Yeah. You have to be because I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty. It's all the same. It's just different places. I'm pretty sure it was like. You. It, it's been times where people was trying to pick on you. Had to defend. I'm pretty sure yeah. you fought. I'm pretty yeah. sure it was like you was drilling. I'm pretty sure there's a, a lot going on. So you was comfortable. You like I, I could defend myself, but like, you know what I mean? Like yeah, well, different. Like, it's like being comfortable. It's like comfortable with yourself, and then it's like. All right, now I know what I'm capable of. That's the thing when I found out what I was capable of. Because I got bullied like 7th and 8th grade and stuff. And then even some of my freshman in high school, well, my sophomore in high school. Because I was kind of like, I like schoolwork. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. wasn't a part. And I rode the public transportation. I, I rode the school bus. Mm-hmm. And so I would get on. I would always have a backpack and books. And like, oh, you corny and all this stuff. you know and they would pick on me and then they got to a point like okay well I can fight mm-hmm. you know you, right it's mm-hmm. like okay yeah I can do the books but we can do this too mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying and so then it get to that point and it's, that's when but I think what when I started um, you ever heard that Rick Ross song where he, where he says uh, in a room full of failures I feel out of place mm-hmm. man I was mm-hmm. in that situation Plenty so of times. many times Plenty of <laughs> And I'm just like, and I just knew I didn't fit. Mm-hmm. But I would try to, I felt like I, I had to be harder than harder, you know, doing, you know, whatever extra and, and everything, man. And it's just, and that's why I'm saying it took me a while to get comfortable in my own skin or to be, and I'm talking about into my adult mm-hmm. life. It took me to get to that point because I felt like I, 
will put on the front because my wife is I me mean, her like so opposite. She like super professional or something. And I'm just kinda <laughs> like I'm like edgy and so when I would yeah. show up with her, people would be looking at me like yeah. And I'd be like, you know what? I done had so many man so when we came when we came, I'm like the first day, I'm like, yo, your parents are gonna know you you ain't the same person when you're gone because I'm completely different. Yeah, like you, dude. I I, I told Kaya my daughter one time. I was like, my probably a whole different person, you know, yeah. uh, than than who. And not that, no, I ain't saying in a like, bad nah, way. Yeah, yeah, I yeah she I just. But when you're around your parents, you you in the way where she's at, she has to. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm saying it's not in a bad way. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that Maya's ever been able to be who she truly is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's good, bro. What's up, young? Yeah, we still doing it. We about to wrap up. Um, and that's why, but I, I think you're just an extension of who Maya's personality, what her personality is. And I don't think it's a bad thing. Nah, that's cool. You it's know cool. what I'm saying? Like how, like how you said, right? Yeah, because like, like, I know she ain't a sweetheart. She nah, man, she it be, took me a while, but dead, it took me like, a while. Because I used to say all the time, like, oh, Maya's so nice. And Kanye used to be like, yo, you don't know Maya. And I'm like, what? And then one day I was over here and I think I made, I irritated Maya or something. Mm. And man, she eye rolled me. And I was like, this is yeah, like, but you know, mm-hmm. but I rather for if you know my, any of these kids come, I'm like, man, be who you are, man. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna let you be disrespectful. Cause one day Maya came over here and she had like a cut off shirt on or something. I called her daddy. Mm-hmm. I like, hey, do y'all know what Maya got on? Yeah. Because I just felt that as I would want it's limits. Yeah, it's limits. You know, I would want them to do that to me, man. But. You know, before we do wrap it, because I know we only got like an yeah, hour. It cut, it cut off at 60 minutes, so I was just, yeah. I checked the time. Um, But man, I tell you, I have thoroughly enjoyed talking to you, and I feel like, um, you know, I, I I learned something from you. Because sometimes, as adults, we, we think like, man, we can't. Like, mm. That's the purpose can't. of this podcast. Yeah, bro. man, it's like, you know, these kids can't. But man, I probably, I, I done told the youth, man. I know I keep referencing the youth, and I know it, it mm. may come over and but man, it's because I love those kids, mm-hmm. and I think they have grown to love and respect me. Mm-hmm. But it's just I tell them all the time, man, that that being around them, I learn a lot from them. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of my faith is restored, and a lot of because I'm around them, and because they don't know how the love that they give me how it make me feel. Because I feel like sometimes I ain't I ain't received like that because it is the look. It's that look of if you walk and come in with my they be like. Respect mind but maybe date a white guy. Come in with something. Just like with you know, my wife they expected her to marry somebody that was a like a lawyer or something. They ain't mm-hmm. looking like this dude's a felon and he does the thing <laughs> that you know, we we maybe I mean her parents love me, you know, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's always that idea. But I feel like I'm extension of who my wife really is too. Mm-hmm. And so we balance each other out. Right. And so but it's it's just that you know, sitting here with you, and I'm like, man, you know, it, it may it, it it gives me even more confirmation that number one, like, man, God work on me right, and number two, He bring the right people in my life, because mm-hmm. I, I I would hope and pray and believe that man, this this ain't this our last conversation. Yeah, nah, you know, you might want to pick up the phone one day, be like, yo, what's up? And, you know, we can chop it up. Yeah. Or, you know, I come down there eat lunch with y'all, or whatever, man. You know, it's just, you know. I, I pray for that, mm-hmm. and I pray that God continue to bring people like you in my life, and um, that hopefully I I I've had that same impact on you. Yeah. 
And uh, I, you know, and I just think it's it's black men to to have that love and respect, man. In a time where it's, it, it's that's not the thing, that's not the cool thing. You know, to, to tell another black man, I love you, man. Man, I want to see you do right. I want to see you do good and stuff like that, man. But I have thoroughly, thoroughly um, uh, enjoyed. I think I could probably sit and talk to you for hours, man. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, it's true. Because I, I feel like I we, ain't, we, we, don't, we, you know, we ain't scratched the surface, man. And I mean, I would really like to get more into your story and, you know, let you more in the mind and everything, man. Because um, I, like I said, the, the prison life ain't the glamorous one, but just letting you know how that played a part in how everything turned out. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And that part of it and my mom's death and you know and uh um just the resurgence of uh you know my faith and you know being I can be I can be me. I can be cool me and you know and God work with me like that. I don't gotta be a tight suit wearing, mm-hmm. you know Praise God, you know, you, know, you don't right. gotta be that. You know, I, I pray and I talk to God, and I'm like, hey man, what's up, man? I'm having a minute today, bro. Can you work? You know, I just try to have a real conversation with him because that's what makes him real to me. Mm-hmm. You know, so, but yeah, man, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it, Mr. Brock. Yeah, likewise, man. It's cool. I had a feeling. I had a feeling. Um, that's another episode about what's the, what's the code to this? It's 04, right? Let me see, 1104 or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, 1104. I got it, I got it. Yeah. All right, so that's another episode of Best of Both Worlds. Um, I'm not ending this with music. Like I said, like a resources in my location. Um, Go ahead and hit me up on IG. Got any questions or concerns? Ibrock88. Um, thank you for this episode, man. man. It was amazing. Man, thank Dope. you, man. Man, stay you, man. Keep pushing that black excellence, man. You know, we just keep... Rock and being you, man. We can talk again outside of the podcast, on the podcast, whatever. Yes, sir. You know. Even shot Tommy in the face, so his mother couldn't give him an open coffin at the funeral.